BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As women, whether we are planning or preventing pregnancy, or if we just really want to have insight into our bodies and our health, it's so important to understand our cycle and where we are in our cycle because that is going to determine so much far beyond whether we are just fertile in that moment or not. It can determine our mood, our energy, and so much more. And I have talked about this a lot in the past, but my cycle has always been erratic. So it's hard to know at any point in time where I am and whether my mood or my energy is being affected by hormones or something else is going on. And when I started wearing my aura ring last year, I remember it started asking me if I had gotten my period yet. And I thought it was so strange because I didn't think that my period was coming. Sure enough, after two days, my period arrived. And that's because the aura ring measures the tiniest fluctuations in your body temperature and it can predict when your period is going to come. So Aura partnered with Natural Cycles and they are revolutionizing birth control. Natural Cycles is hormone-free birth control powered by Aura. So you wear the Aura ring to bed, you wake up to your fertility status on the Natural Cycles app. So it's super easy, effective, and it really empowers your overall health journey with personalized insights. So the Aura ring measures your temperature trends while you sleep, and then Natural Cycles uses temperature trend data from Aura to determine your fertility status. Natural Cycles is the only FDA-controlled birth control app. It's 100% natural, hormone-free, prescription-free, side effect-free, and they follow strict data protection, so your data is protected by NC Secure, a comprehensive privacy protection program. So this is so valuable for anybody, no matter where you are in your reproductive health journey, because Aura helps you understand your cycle and how it can impact your sleep, your activity, your habits, all of that. And of course, Aura Ring comes in five beautiful finishes. I have the gold. I absolutely love it. I think it is the chicest of all the wearables. So you can visit AuraRing.com slash blonde to learn more about how you can take control of your health with Aura and natural cycles. Again, that's AuraRing.com, O-U-R-A ring.com slash blonde. 
Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Please excuse my voice right now. I'm a little under the weather, but I love today's episode so much. I love today's guest so much. And I know you are going to also like you meet or listen to my guest, Simon, and you just want to be best friends with him because he's so honest. He's humble. He's smart. And he's like so subtly funny. I laughed so much listening back to this episode. And there's also so much value that you guys can draw inspiration from no matter your profession or where you are in your life. And I also just really appreciated his honesty. I think it's so refreshing and relatable. So we are covering a lot of ground in the episode from honest morning routines to his career in PR. He worked for Lizzie Grubman, who is like this PR legend. If you're old enough, you might remember. I think she had a reality show on MTV back in kind of the glory days of reality TV. There was a show called, I think, Rich Girls. We talk about it in this episode with Allie Hilfiger. And it was just the best. So anyway, he worked for her and he has a lot of insight into what made him successful despite not coming from like family money and having a lot of connections like so many of his peers had when he was starting out. We also talk about luck versus drive and kind of this formula for success. We talk about the reality of success and how it's not always what it seems. We talk about his brief stint on reality TV, why he doesn't like the spotlight, dealing with online hate and other people's opinions of us, which I thought was really interesting. We also talk about what the Kardashians do really well when it comes to like being influenced by outside opinions. And of course, we talk building successful brands, including his vitamin brand, Lemmy with Kourtney Kardashian. I have to say I am obsessed with the Lemmy matcha gummies they're so good when I need a pep in my step. Simon gave me some when I was in New York when we recorded and they are like my go-to because you don't get a crash. It has B12 and it's just like this nice little extra boost in the morning. I also love Lemmy Chill. We talk about this in the episode, but they make their gummies without things like high fructose corn syrup, gelatin, artificial sweeteners, synthetic colors, dyes, all of that stuff. And this episode is not sponsored by Lemmy, but Simon did give us a code to use so you guys can try Lemmy and get 20% off with the code BLONDE20, all lowercase. The website is LemmyLive, L-E-M-M-E-L-I-V-E dot com. And the code is BLONDE20, all lowercase. So with that, please enjoy your new favorite person, Simon Huck. Welcome, Simon. Hi, so Hi. excited to be here. I feel like we're already besties, so. No, I feel like we have the connection. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Oh my gosh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. We've kind of been planning this since 
January, I want to say. <laughs> we were just ships passing in the night. We really have been. I feel like we made it out of the DMs. Like this is- We made it out of the DMs. And what I love is that we were so kind to each other yeah. with our cancellations. <laughs> we never turned on each other. We were like, yeah. I'm canceling in six hours. I'm like, I'm going to cancel the day of. Like we kept canceling. <laughs> For legitimate reasons. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And we both like took it in stride. It's so funny. That's like, I hate doing that to people. It's like, makes me cringe. Same. But I kind of understand. So I think yeah. that's why I'm like, I totally get it. We're good. Like it'll happen. No, because sometimes you do that and the response back is like, okay, period. Yeah, and you're like, you've turned. Yeah. <laughs> this won't be happening again. Exactly. Yes. Story of my life. So to start, I'm curious what your morning was like this morning. I want to know about your routines. I heard that you're an 11 minute meditator. Okay. I am a meditator. Meditation. I just want to be honest. Melissa Wood would be rolling her eyes has <laughs> really left the building for me. I have not meditated in probably six months, which explains my anxiety. It has not been good lately, but this morning was kind of a weird morning. It's Amazon prime day. Oh. which I know isn't like breaking news, but for Lemmy, the vitamin brand that I'm a partner in, it is a really big deal. So I had my first Zoom call and this is not a badge of honor. I always roll my eyes when someone's like, you you started work so early, like hate you. <laughs> but I had my first Zoom call at like 6.30 in the morning with my partner just to oh, go God. over everything for today. And I knew we had this podcast. So well, that was my I'm morning. Well, now I'm even more honored that you didn't cancel again because... <laughs> <laughs> That is a lot. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you get up and just like jump into it that early, the rest of your day is like kind of, I don't know, frazzled. That's frazzled. how I feel. But at the same time, I don't know how you are, but like sometimes I wake up and I want to do the meditation and the breath work and have the matcha yep. and like the moment of self-care, but I feel more creative in the morning. That's like kind of my like peak so time. I, yeah, I agree with you. The morning for me, like I get up very early. I go to bed early mm -hmm. and that like- What's early? I go to bed like 10, 15, 10. Oh, I go to bed earlier. Okay, you do? Yes. And then grandma. do you need a full eight hours? Yes. Oh. I, mean, I can do seven. Okay. That's like my, I did like six and a half the other day and I was like, okay, this is like a little, a little shaky, but okay. we'll do it. I'm flying at six. I'm really? surviving at four. Like I'm okay on a little, as long as the sleep is deep, I'm, uh -huh. I'm pretty good. So I'll get up at like kind of five forty-five, six, mm -hmm. and from six to 10, I can get through almost like 70% of like the big things of my day. Yes. It's that's, huge. That's how I am too. I feel like, I don't know, there's so many things on social media of like, being mindful in the morning and like not getting on your phone. And right. I don't know. I think you need to find what works for you. Like, oh, I do I'm it all. Like that. Yeah. I can like blaze through everything by 10 as well. And yeah. then I'm like, what do I do with my day? Yes. This is yes. incredible. No. And then, and then you like feel like you can react to everything else that happens during the day. Yeah. Sometimes like by two o'clock, you're just dealing with fires and issues and like yeah. stuff that isn't like moving things forward. So the That's morning is my time. True. Yeah. You can be proactive with all the shit that you have to get done. Yeah. And then you can just like handle everything as it comes in. And my husband's a sleeper, which I love. Is he? He's like, I'm going to change in 2024. I'm like, please don't. Like, <laughs> I don't need you up. I don't need you terrorizing me. <laughs> what time but does he wake up? He would, he's good. Like cancel, cancel. He's going to kill me for saying this like <laughs> 930. Oh my God. Like on a school day. Oh my gosh. No. I have friends that are like that. And I'm like, if I could do that. Yeah. I feel like everything in my life would be solved. Solved. Like <laughs> he works later. Like I turn off, but he like a nine thirty. 
it's That's to me dream. obscene. Yeah, obscene. If I sleep till 7.30, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I always say this. I feel like I took a Molly or something. Like I don't know totally. what to do with my energy. I feel euphoric. It's like crazy and it happens so rarely. And sleep is something for me. It was a 20 year battle. Like I had issues with prescription sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. I was on Ambien. I was on so many different things. And I read this incredible book called The Sleep Solution by this guy, Dr. Chris Winter. I hope I'm saying his last name right. The book changed my life. It really was like kind of the one, two, threes of how you should approach sleep and stop making excuses, build sleep hygiene, stick to it, train your mind, train your body. And that was eight years ago. And since then, I've never taken, other than a lemmy sleep, I've never taken a sleeping pill. Wow. Yeah. I heard you talk about this on another episode. And I was curious, like, what were the biggest takeaways that you implemented in your life? Because I think so many people struggle with that. So the biggest thing for me was training my body when to wake up and when to go to bed. And it's like, it's almost the first six weeks of that training is brutal Mm. because no matter how you have slept, you get yourself up at the same time every single morning. Mm. So if you went out and stayed up until 2.30 in the morning, guess what? You're getting up at six o'clock in the morning if that's mm. the time you've set. And I did that for three months and it changed It changed my sleep architecture. I retrained wow. my body on how to sleep. How is your sleep hygiene at night? Like, are you on your phone? What's your routine? I'm pretty good. So, so no TV, no phone, 45 minutes before I go down, no work emails, no work stress. Like it's do not disturb after mm-hmm. 7.30 unless there's a really big issue, like I cannot hear about it. Even when I see problematic work things popping up, like I know, oh, this is a situation. I just clear it. Like Mm. I won't look at anything knowing that I will, I'm prone to rumination. Mm -hmm. So I just stop it in its tracks. That's very smart. I feel like we live in urgency culture and like not everything is exactly as urgent as we maybe tell ourselves that right. it is. It's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like in my emails yesterday, so overwhelmed. And I was like feeling like I had to get back to everybody on everything. And I was like, I kind of don't though. I actually heard something. What did I hear? I can't remember what podcast and I'm totally going to butcher exactly what this was, but they were saying that like of the emails that we get, like 95% of them resolve themselves yes. before you even respond. Yes. So and that's actually a good note for me because I'm a rapid responder. Are and you? sometimes I'm like, why am I chiming in? I have no business in this email thread. Yeah, I am. I'm like, I'm, I'm way too quick. It's part of my anxiety. Clear yeah, the inbox, clear the inbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick. If you ever feel like you are stuck in the middle of a stress storm, then you know it can be so overwhelming. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you are feeling tense and anxious. Stress can also make a mess of your digestion and your immune system too. But here is the thing. Your life doesn't have to be a constant downpour. With Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive, you can say goodbye to frazzled nerves and hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you hit the relaxation jackpot in as little as four weeks. And if you want next level mood TLC, there is Just Thrive Probiotic. So this spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you have the ultimate stress fighting duo to help you feel 
cool, collected, and in control. And if you want to learn more about Just Thrive, definitely go check out my more recent episode with Tina Anderson. She is the founder. She's been on the show three times. All of the episodes are amazing, but the one that we did last spring really gets into the nitty gritty, into the science behind these products. And it is not just our mind that affects our body. It's our body that affects our mind too, especially our gut. So it's so important to be taking care of these in tandem. And right now, the Blonde Files listeners can save a whopping 30% on the first month of a subscription, lock-in member pricing, and free shipping for life, and score some amazing freebies along the way. Take control of your best health today with Just Thrive. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code BLONDEFILES. Again, that's justthrivehealth.com and the promo code is BLONDEFILES. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil that we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's outlist for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, Dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist coworker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. If you are like me and you're really into the 90s blowout trend that is so popular right now, or you just want some effortless, beautiful waves, then the new Curl Secret by Conair is going to be your new favorite styling tool for that effortless look without breaking the bank. So you can say goodbye to curl drama and hello to perfect long-lasting curls at the push of a button. The Curl Secret features three preset curl types. It has five temperature options and I have been doing the lowest temperature and I still get that really beautiful wave and it holds. It has three curl directions. It has a ceramic barrel to protect your hair. And if you're worried about tangles, this was my main worry. They actually have anti-tangle tech. So it helps to keep hair smooth and protected while styling and it lasts. So I tried doing the whole roller thing after I saw it trending around TikTok and Instagram, but the rollers did not hold a curl in my hair. They lasted for about an hour, but with the curl secret, it lasts. I can even sleep on it and I wake up and I still have a really nice wave. So you can shop Curl Secret by Con Air. It's now available at all major retailers. I know that fall can be a hectic time for a lot of people. And I know for myself personally, when things get really hectic, cooking and eating really balanced, nourishing meals can fall to the bottom of the list. And when I am just getting hangry, I'm on that blood sugar roller coaster. I'm reaching for like snacks and bars all day. That just makes me feel even worse and more chaotic. So you can eat to help beat that burnout with Saqqara's plant-rich organic nutrition programs. Their seasonal meals are delivered to your door ready to eat and nutritionally designed to optimize digestive and metabolic health. Plus, they are absolutely delicious. 
do yourself a favor and go to Saqqara.com and click on next week's menu and just see all of the deliciousness that they have to offer. I saw that next week they have some amazing bowls, really vibrant salads. They always have the best breakfasts and breakfast is always hard for me, but I feel so much better when I eat it. So they have really delicious parfaits. I saw that they have some nourishing healing donuts. That is something that I can get behind. So definitely go check that out. And aside from the amazing food, the thing that I appreciate about Saqqara is their thoughtfulness and their integrity. They deliver science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to help you optimize your well-being with results that you can see and feel from digestive wellness and eased bloat to enhanced metabolic health, energy, and safe weight management. And right now, my listeners get 20% off their first order, they go to sakara.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash blonde for 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash blonde. So I want to rewind a little bit because you've had a really interesting trajectory. You weren't always going to bed early and waking up very early. In fact, when you moved to New York, right, you were working in PR and kind of in nightlife. So how did you get involved in that? Tell everyone. So I grew up in Canada. I went to a school called Queens and I was studying political science. I think my talk track was, I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. I don't even know what that means. Like, I was like, I'm going to be a corporate. What episode of Ally McBeal did I watch? And that like took over my talk track. And then a girlfriend of mine said, you know, you would be really, really good at PR. I didn't even know what PR was. I thought PR was event planning. And I read this article in this tabloid, Us Weekly, and it was talking about this woman named Lizzie Grubin. And Lizzie had this kind of awful accident and she was sentenced to prison and she came out of prison and got a show on MTV and it was called Power Girls. And I was like, this is glamorous. I remember that. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. It was, what a crazy time. That was so, like around the same time as the Allie Hilfiger. Yes. Had that show. Yeah. Rich Girls. Something like Something, yes, something Girls, wild. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I applied to work at Lizzie Grubman as, a, as an intern and she was partners with this guy named Jonathan. Jonathan Chepin, who now goes by Food God, like we'll save that for later. And <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, bookmark that. I started my career at 20, basically getting coffee and lunch and really not knowing anything about PR. And that, that was really the beginning of it. It started just as an unpaid internship and not a huge expectation of what was to come. Mm-hmm. How did you push through that time and stay motivated? Because I think I don't want to make an overgeneralization, but I feel like especially younger generations, like don't, they want instant gratification right. when it comes to building a brand or getting a job. They want to start at the top. So how did you approach that with, I would imagine, humility and just like the hustle and the ambition to keep going, even when like you felt like you weren't getting anywhere? It's a great question because I don't know if I would have been able to achieve the same result now because of social media. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up in Ottawa, Canada. I did not have access to the things that people have access to. I didn't know how people were living. I thought just working in New York City was like the greatest privilege. I did not realize how some people were brought up and some of the privileges that people had. I was blind to it. Therefore, 
I was so grateful for the opportunity. I remember calling my parents in tears, like the first day that I, I was working at Lizzie, like, this is a dream. Like a celebrity came into the office today. I can't believe this is my life. Like I was so appreciative. I think 20 year olds now have seen everything on TikTok. They've seen everything on social media and small accomplishments don't feel that big because they've, they're comparing themselves to thousands of other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I heard you say in another interview that you felt invisible as an intern. Do you think that feeling of invisibility kind of helped you to keep going because you didn't feel like you had so many eyes on you? I, I, I do. I felt, I also felt like I constantly needed to be 110%. I felt like if I was going to do this, I would go into the office earlier than anyone. I would leave the office later than anyone. I was really proud of like the work and the work ethic because I felt like I didn't have the bank account. I didn't have the pedigree. I didn't have the clothing you know, I didn't have the money living in New York. I didn't, so I, I didn't have all these other things that a lot of people in entertainment marketing have. A, a lot of the people that I was working with came from really fancy families and they were driving nice cars and had beautiful clothing. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to do this on my own and I have to work my ass off. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had Sally Krawcheck on my podcast. I don't know if you know who she is. She's no. the CEO of Elevest. Okay. She was once named like the most powerful woman on Wall Street. She is a badass. And I was asking her like, what was the secret? Because she didn't have a lot of advantages that other people had. And she was like, I, I was at the same table. I deserved that seat at the table, but I had to work harder than everybody else. And I wonder if like there's a formula, you know, is it, some luck and a lot of hard work or what, what did you think it was for you? So luck is such a big piece of it because the day that I called Lizzie's office, someone picked up and thought that I was funny because I was a little bit crazy on the call <laughs> and agreed for me to come in three days later. And as luck would have it, Jonathan was there and thought I was entertaining and Lizzie was interested, but not that interested in hiring me. Mm -hmm. And he thought, okay, well, if you want to work here, work here. Like those are all, those are three different things that happened mm -hmm. that were purely based on luck. Mm -hmm. And then once I got myself here, the hard work persevered, but then there were other incredible moments that happened that were just pure chance. I think the biggest thing, and I tell young people that I work with, like, if you don't put yourself out there, none of these lucky things are going to happen to you. Like you're so scared to start. But what you don't know is if you don't push yourself forward into these situations, how can luck come your way? Mm -hmm. You're just staying at home, ruminating on the things that couldn't happen when if you put your, your foot out there, the chances are things are going to start happening for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's so much talk about like manifesting and like vision boarding the life that you want. And I think that people forget that then you have to take action. Right, right, <laughs> right. Take and action. Yeah, like I can think about the best things in my life and they came from like doing uncomfortable things, yes. things that I felt really like insecure about. Like yes. I don't, my baseline nature, I don't want to do anything. I right. want to sit at home. Like that's what I right. want to do. Right. And it's like that contrary <laughs> action, you know, of, like saying, yes, like go to the dinner, go to the party, take the meeting, go have right. the coffee, like start a podcast. Yes, right. exactly. Right. I was fucking terrified to start a podcast because I'm an introvert, right. like kind of an extroverted introvert. And I always say like, I sweat through my first year of doing a podcast. Right. And now like five years later, I love it. And it's the biggest part of my 
platform and like the most fulfilling thing because right. I've met so many amazing people and it's like, you just have to like try. You have to try. You have to put yourself out there and you have to not, you have to be kind to yourself and realize mm-hmm. that like in the beginning, there's so many mistakes. Like I talk about like the beginning couple years of my career and you know, always the highlights are, oh, you did this and you met this person. And, but at the end of the day, like I was also incredibly insecure and Mm. very nervous and didn't have a lot of money. And I kept calling my parents every six months and saying, okay, well, I'm coming home next month. And they were like, well, yeah, you haven't been paid and we can't afford to keep you there. And it wasn't this like perfect trajectory where everything worked out. There's so many bumps along the road. Mm -hmm. I think when you Oftentimes when you hear podcasts or interviews, you really just get the highlight reel, mm-hmm. which is not the real reel. No, it's like that picture or meme or something. I'm sure we've all seen it on social media where it's like what people think success right. looks like. Right. And it's a straight line. And they're like, what it actually looks yeah. like. And yeah. it's like squiggly and squiggly. all over the place. And so many mistakes. So squiggly. Yeah. So yeah. squiggly. <laughs> Still squiggly. Yeah. Still squiggly. Yeah. So when did you feel like you were actually making progress and you were getting somewhere? Like in hindsight, what was the moment where you feel like things really started to click for you? So we did a reality show in 2011 called The Spin Crowd, which I didn't hate, but I didn't love the experience. And Jonathan, my partner at the time, my business partner at the time, loved it. And he basically said to me, like, I don't want to do this business anymore. So here are the keys, take it, write me a check and we'll be done. And then once the business was mine, I really felt like I had just unlimited opportunity. And I, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm in charge of my own destiny. I can build this into whatever I want. And I'm no longer feeling like this other person is kind of dragging his feet throughout this, throughout this business experience. So that was when I felt like professionally I soared. Mm-hmm. And what did you do with the business? Is that when you started doing, I know that you were like really big in nightlife and doing like celebrity promotions. Yeah. And- so in the beginning, we were really focused more on public relations and, mm-hmm. and representing nightlife and representing brands. But from a PR perspective, mm-hmm. in 2011, 2012, we transformed the business and essentially started helping brands connect with celebrities. Mm-hmm. This is kind of pre-influencer. I mean, influencer was starting, but not mm-hmm. really. And so we were the negotiator. So if someone wanted to do a Super Bowl commercial, we were the agency that connected the brand, negotiated the deal, and then saw it through. And it was something that I was really good at. And it was something I have always loved celebrity and entertainment. So I felt like this was just the perfect kind of Venn diagram for my career. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what it was like being on TV as somebody who seems at least to want to like shy away from the spotlight and like maybe you were feeling insecure and dealing with anxiety. I can't imagine. I hated it. I hated the, <laughs> I hated it because in the way that I was presented and it's, it's not that it was fake or directed. It was just the way that I came across wasn't, it didn't feel like true to me. And mm. I think the relationship that I had with Jonathan in the show, I didn't love. Mm. And so the end product wasn't something that I, was thrilled about. And then I was, this is when Twitter was around. So you would get the comments. And I remember even now I'm just way too sensitive for those type of comments. They would say something about what I was wearing or how I was speaking. And I would spiral for days. I think I've always preferred to be spotlight adjacent. It's Mm -hmm. like where I feel the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I can relate to that a lot, which is kind of like ironic because here I am. Um, Hosting a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we were talking about it before, the comments and just the way that people like behave and engage is so insane. It's crazy. And I feel like everybody, whether they're in, whether they are a micro influencer or like a massive public figure deals with it on some level. And it is always like you can read a hundred nice comments and the one mean one is the one that like will keep you up at night. <laughs> right. And I think the most successful celebrities and influencers I can connect this back to like Kim Kardashian, for Mm -hmm. example, or any of the girls, like they can see those comments and those comments don't influence their brand or their decision or who they are. Mm -hmm. While someone like me, if I see someone's comment, oh, he said this, did it, I will then think, okay, noted. It's going to take that feedback (laughs) and I'll try not to do that. Immediately I'm changing my behavior. You're creating for your haters. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. creating for, and you hear this all the time and I think it's really hard not to. Mm -hmm. You have to be very strong-willed and very confident and also be very much unaffected by others' opinions. Yeah. I obviously don't know the Kardashians, but I always think about how someone like Kim Kardashian. You never see her clapping back in her comments. It seems like she and all of them, for that matter, are just able to rise above it. And like you said, just not let it influence their business and their life. It is a it is a superpower. And it, I think, is going to serve anyone to just follow like what's true to them and mm-hmm. to be undeterred by the noise. I mean, you hear a lot of people saying, I ignore the comments. I don't look at the co-. It's hard yeah. not to. Sometimes they just sneak in. Yeah. Like I'm not even looking and then a, a thing will come through like you said this, you're this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know. spiral. <laughs> I know. I think I've gotten used to it because I post so many videos like about my beauty routines, even skincare now, like people find snarky things to say, but there was a while there where I would do like videos about procedures I've gotten because they did so well. And I was right. like, here we go. Right. And even like, if you look at somebody else, just use Kim Kardashian again. If you look at a picture of her and you read the comments and you read like the assholes, that doesn't change your view of her. It changes your view of these people. You're like, wow, you must be miserable. But it's hard to have that perspective when it's your own life. Also, it's hard to have that perspective every day. Yeah. Like on a good day, I've slept well, I'm on fire. But every day, I think, you know, there's challenges for having a brand and and the current climate and and Mm being able to really stay true to yourself and the most successful brands, celebrities, influencers, whatever, are those, are those people who are able to just stay on their track and and be undeterred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when did you feel like it was time for you to start your own brand? So I got really good at making brands famous and I realized that the power of influencer and celebrity, if done properly, the connection between a brand can be huge. So I knew that in 2016, I started like looking for brands and ideas that I was like really excited about. I started joining as like an early advisor to startups, helping them work with celebrity and influencer. And then in 2018, a friend of mine started talking about an idea in emergency preparedness. And we realized that a lot of our friends who had been in emergencies, wildfires, hurricanes. They were just not prepared for disasters. And we thought, wait a minute, why is there not a brand out there helping people prepare, prepare for these really scary events? And that's was the birth of Judy, which mm-hmm. is our emergency preparedness brand. 
And then I thought I was especially equipped because I had relationships with celebrities and influencers who could talk about the importance of getting prepared, getting prepared with your family, given kind of the world that we're living in. So that was the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then years after that, Courtney and I have been very close friends for 20 years. She has always wanted to start a vitamin and supplement brand. And I think the girls have become really good at figuring out like the Venn diagram of success, Mm -hmm. finding a team from the ground up, finding business partners that you trust and that you have a longstanding relationship with and and growing the business from there. Mm -hmm. I have been getting a ton of comments on my hair. People are asking what I have been doing. And full disclosure, I share this a lot, but I do have a few extensions just in the back for length. But I've also been using Vegamore for months now. And my hair is visibly thicker. It's fuller. It's shinier. My natural hair is so much longer than it's ever been. And the best thing about Vegamore is that it is clean. So a lot of times when you are searching for clean hair products, it's kind of a trade-off. I find that things either don't work well, they make my hair really greasy or kind of matted. But with Vegamore, you get amazing products that are made with clean ingredients. And they not only give me visibly healthier hair, but they also address the scalp, which you guys know now is so important for hair health. So Vegamore's products are 100% cruelty-free and they are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. So the product that I think has made the biggest difference in my hair is the Grow Serum. Consistency is key here. So you have to try it for a few months in my experience. But I use the hair serum daily and my hair and my scalp are flourishing. I also love the revitalizing shampoo and conditioner. And what's even better is Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit lets you try more than one amazing product at a great savings. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you guys can get 20% off your first order by going to vegamore.com slash blonde and use the code blonde at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash blonde and the code is blonde to save 20% on your first order. Vegamore.com slash blonde code blonde. I've shared about this before, but I remember I was at a Pilates class at Forma a couple years ago and our Pilates instructor was talking about this magnesium that she took And she said that she had never slept better. And so my friend and I that were in this class ran out and bought the magnesium called Magnesium from Moon Juice. And we both came back and had to agree that we felt absolutely incredible. Magnesium is basically your nightcap for relaxation and sleep. And it is absolutely amazing. It's made with three bioavailable forms of magnesium and L-theanine, my favorite. It instantly dissolves in water. It comes in two flavors, berry and blue lemon. It has zero sugar and it's perfect whether you want to take it every night or just when you need to chill. You will definitely feel it, but you don't wake up feeling groggy. So the benefits of magnesium are 
far reaching. It helps with relaxation and helps with sleep. It helps with brain health, helps with regularity. It has magnesium gluconate, which helps support muscle relaxation. It has magnesium taurinate, which supports cognitive function and can help alleviate mild PMS bloating. And I actually have noticed that when I take this around my period, my PMS symptoms and bloating are not as bad. And it has magnesium citrate, which supports regularity. And then of course, L-theanine promotes alpha wave activity in the brain for that amazing calm feeling. It's also vegan, keto, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Ingredients are 100% traceable, third-party tested, and bioavailable, meaning your body can easily absorb them. And it's available in glass jars and 100% backyard compostable refill pouches. So if you want to get a more well-rested night of sleep or you just want to try magnesium yourself, go to moonjuice.la slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to get 20% off. Again, that's moonjuice.la slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to get 20% off. I want to rewind to Judy before we touch on Lemmy, but I think that's such an interesting starting place because it's not sexy. No. It's not like, I feel like when most people think about, okay, I want to start a brand. They think skincare, they think yeah. beauty, they think apparel, they think home, you know, decor, whatever it is. Anything but emergency kits. Anything, yeah. Maybe like the, well, I was going to say maybe the next like least sexy thing is what is Chris Jenner's cleaning safely? Safely, safely. safely. But yeah. then I think about Honest Company and yeah. that sold for like a billion dollars. So yeah. that, that's it up there with like yeah. the, the sexy. What were some of your fears going into that? Well, the number one is fear of failure, mm-hmm. fear of fear of shame, fear of failure. Like that's, I think every entrepreneur will, will admit that is mm-hmm. that the biggest fear is, is this going to work? Is this going to resonate? Do people want this? Am I in an echo chamber of myself? Mm. And I think the reason why I was so motivated is I had so many friends who were in wildfires and would call me and say, oh my God, we had to evacuate our home in the middle of the night. And when I when I said to them, okay, well, what did you take? Did you have an emergency bag? Like all of them were like, oh, what? Do I have a what? So I, I felt like there was this need. And then the big question was, is, can this be a real business? Mm -hmm. Is this, is this a vanity project or is this a real business? And I think that's the challenge in all these businesses is vetting, like how big is your market size? Is there a viable business model here that can scale year after year? So for Judy and the timing of Judy was surreal. Like we started developing it in 2018 and then we launched it two months before the pandemic. Crazy. No, it's, it's, it's not normal. I, it, we would have, we never even thought of, of pandemics as we were planning. It was not on anyone's radar. <laughs> no, no, no one even mentioned pandemic. It was always the same kind mm-hmm. of climate related natural, disaster. natural disasters. Uh-huh. So how did it grow with COVID? So it was insane. So once COVID hit, Jenna Bush, who's a friend was talking about Judy on the Today Show. Mm. This is two days after we started to go into lockdown mode. She said, oh, my friend Simon has this company, Judy. I'm so happy I have it. And from that moment, we sold out of every single Judy for six months. So we were completely out of stock for the first six months of the pandemic. And then it was really just craziness. I will say that this is human behavior, that as we see a disaster, human psychology, you see it, you see it, you're scared, you're scared, and then you move on. Yeah. So the business is so event-driven, mm. which is an opportunity and also a challenge. Yeah. 
You mentioned a few things that are kind of essential for founders to have when they're starting a business, but how much, like if you can even say, how much money should somebody be starting with or how much like capital does somebody have to raise or does it just vary depending on what the product is? So it's a great question. I think it I think it varies very much on the type of business you want to have. You will meet founders who are very sensitive to venture capital. Mm-hmm. The minute you get a venture capital partner, this is going to change the trajectory of your business. Of someone who's giving you venture money, they're looking to have high scale growth. They're not looking for like a day-to-day business that's growing at a low percent. They're looking for a, a business that's going to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. So that changes everything about your business. That changes how you can test your, your business model. It changes how you can test new products, changes the team you're going to have. I, I think the learning for me is I would have probably raised less money and taken more time in the mm-hmm. beginning of Judy, because I think there was a lot of tweaks you could have made to the business instead of immediately jumping on that hamster wheel, because Mm -hmm. that's what happens. You jump on that hamster wheel, you raise money, and then you go back and you have to raise more money and you Mm -hmm. keep going and going. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work. And you've seen that with a lot of startups who are at a point where they've raised so much money, the business is not worth what the valuation is. Mm -hmm. That sounds terrifying to me. Just the pressure of having that. And I think that so many people, because now everybody wants a brand. Right. And right now it is kind of a unique time where, you know, with social media, with the discoverability of like a TikTok, you can kind of brand your life. And I think that people can get into product. There's just so much more opportunity. But I think everyone thinks of it like, yeah, I'm just going to start this. I'm going to get some investors. And you don't really think about what that entails and what that means for the business. Yeah. And I think there's also this other component where your first investors are your, they, they call it the friends and family round. Mm-hmm. They are quite literally your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So think of like uncle Bob yeah. and your neighbor and you, the friend that you've had forever that is able to invest. Those are the people that you're going to in your first round of capital. And so that's a lot of pressure for yeah. a first time founder. You are making decisions with someone's money who you're very close to. And for me, that was something that weighed on me every single night. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of pressure. And it was something that kept me up at night. It's something I still think about all the time. Mm -hmm. You have this fiscal responsibility to your investors to grow the business and you can become really hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. It isn't this like investor money. It's like there's there's names and faces to these people and they're trusting you. They're trusting the business, but the, the reason someone writes a check is you. They're right. believing in in the founder. Mm. Yeah. So you have to really care about it in order to, <laughs> I would imagine. I think that the most successful founders are, there's a level of narcissism when it comes to their business. You have got to be obsessive. Like I think about the businesses 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I think if my husband was here now, he would say like, that's a problem. You need to see therapy. <laughs> but I just don't know, especially in the beginning, I don't know how a business becomes successful if the founder is not thinking about it 24 seven, just like you think about your brand and everything you're doing 24 24 seven, 24 seven, which is a gift and also a curse. Curse. I mean, it's great to be so passionate about what you're doing, but it's also really hard to have boundaries 
But then like, do you, are boundaries even a good thing? You should be obsessed with it. Like right. you're saying, right. like it should be like an extension of you. Like it's like your baby, you know? It, it's a baby. And we, and my husband and I went to, to Greece two weeks ago and he said to me on the plane, he said, please don't react to this. I said, okay, here we go. I'm ready for it. He's like, can we just do like a week of non, non-business talk? And I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, like I broke the rule a few times, uh-huh. but I also acknowledge that you need to be a partner. You need to be, yeah. you know, you need to be the friend to someone and not always talk about it, but it's hard, especially hard with your significant other. For sure because they're just there all day. Yeah. So, and you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get to Lemmy, of course. When did you guys start that 20? So we launched it a year ago. Oh, okay. So, so September of last year, Courtney has wanted- I feel like it's been around for like so long. That makes me so happy. it's just so like ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Thank you. (laughs) So thanks to Courtney. She has wanted to launch this brand for 10 years. And you can imagine there's a hundred different ways that she wanted to launch it mm-hmm. and opportunities to launch it. And she chose to do it the way that her sisters have, where they own every piece of the business. They find their business partners. And it was kind of a natural evolution. Courtney and I are so close. I've always wanted to do something with her. And she was and has been methodical about this business. Like mm. there is not an ingredient that we don't talk about every single day. I mean, there's sometimes we'll have 30, 40 ingredients in, in a vitamin. And Mm -hmm. she is speaking to her personal doctor. She is on the phone every single day with our medical board. And this was really something that came out of passion. Gummy vitamins. We start, we launched in gummy vitamins. Most of the gummy vitamins that you're buying on Amazon or wherever are filled with really shitty ingredients, Mm -hmm. gelatin, corn syrup, And Courtney, the mandate from day one was like, we are not launching anything if we include any of these ingredients. So at times it can be frustrating, but she has been just, it's incredible to see when a friend just is in their stride. Like Mm -hmm. this is a business that from day one has been driven by passion and, and it's been, it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are always, I mean, it's like the theme of this whole conversation. Those are the most successful businesses. And I feel like every founder that I've had on my show, a lot of them didn't even have a business plan. They just saw a need. There was something that they really wanted that wasn't on the market. Yeah. And so they sought out to make it. Yeah. And, you know, that's fueled by all of these things that we're talking about, the passion that you need, because it was something that they genuinely wanted. Um, 100%. And it sounds like that's the same with Lemmy. And it's also for Courtney, I think the timing was so critical. You know, she she was married and she was at a place in her life where she could commit a lot of time to the business. And she's really thoughtful about everything that we do. We we launched a product called Lemmy Burn, which has, yeah, no, it's- I was like, this is another timing thing. Perfect timing when everyone's talking Ozempic and everything and people want a natural alternative. And and Courtney from the very beginning was like, I don't want to launch a product that I'm not proud of. And she is all about loving your body. And we had this like four day summit with our medical team. And over and over again, they kept talking about belly fat and visceral fat and how bad it is for you. Mm -hmm. And so Courtney said, well, why are we not creating a product that specifically targets belly fat. Like Mm -hmm. we know there's so much science 
around belly fat and what it does to your body, inflammation, advanced aging. It is literally killing you. Mm -hmm. And so many people are struggling with it. We see obviously with Ozempic, it's, it's been this craze. So Lemmy Burn has been, it's, it's sold out in three days. It's crazy. But I love that Courtney's perspective on it was love your body, mm-hmm. love, love everything about your body, but let's focus on the things that actually are really bad for you and how we can help make that easier for you. Mm-hmm. So you have Lemmy Burn, you have the matcha gummies, right? We have you six have- different gummies. Okay. We have two capsules. We have Lemmy Curb, which is a glucose control and craving support, which I take every day. Mm-hmm. I have like a sick obsession with sugar. I don't know if you're like a sugar girl. Yes and no. Okay. I go through phases. Like when I got sober, I mean, for sure, I wasn't like, you know, eating lollipops in the right, corner right. kind of thing, but I got very into like baking. And so like dessert was my thing. Like I okay. will look forward to dessert all day long. Um, and then like just in recent years, I would say like the past year, I've kind of like, I don't know. I've just like broken out of the habit, but I still, yes. I, I mean, I love, that's like my vice, like oh. sweets, baking, cookies, oh. like brownies. It's my love language. Yeah, same. And I, around 3.30, 4 o'clock every day since I was like in high school, I crave a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with Glucose Goddess. I don't know if you follow her. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's been and on the show. And she, she's amazing. Yeah. And so much, and I don't know why, I just never really researched like blood sugar levels. I mm. never really understood the connection. Like I would have a shitty sleep mm. or breakouts and I was constantly consuming a ton of sugar mm-hmm. after a heavy meal. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why? And then I would go crave more. And I'm like, yeah. maybe I should look into this. <laughs> so Lemmy Curb has been something that I've been taking and obsessing over because it stops my cravings and just, there's so much research now around uh-huh. blood sugar levels and just maintaining healthy blood sugar levels. Yes. If there's one thing I think everyone should do is- take a little time, follow the glucose goddess, take a supplement if it makes sense for you, mm-hmm. because it really is. It's been game changing for me. I will say though. So I used to do dessert after dinner. That was like my thing. Yeah. And I kind of did what you did where I moved it up earlier in the day because I felt like the nighttime sugar, even if it's like coconut sugar, maple syrup, uh, like it's still fucking with my sleep. Yeah. yeah. And so I find that if I have it earlier in the day, which I've actually been doing the last few days, then I don't crave it later. Okay. So that helps. But yeah, I got my fasting glucose (laughs) tested like in February. I did like nine pages of blood work with my functional guy and it was extremely high. But then later in the day I was like hypoglycemic. So he's like, you're on this roller coaster. Like you need to get off. So I started eating like high protein within 30 minutes of waking up, which helped so much, like really helped with that kind of yeah. The, the roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Like the cravings. And, but I still like sweet things. So I'm going to try yeah. those because you yeah, can try always use curb. a little extra help. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just taken away that like sugar food noise I have. Yes. Where I'm like in the, the pantry. Yeah. The noise. Yeah. I'm in the pantry. I'm like, what do we have? Yeah. I'm like, we have nothing. <laughs> you are not hungry. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I think now more than ever, like even my brother who's married was like talking about blood sugar levels the other, I think like Ozempic and even Berberine, like it's all educated, it's educated everyone on blood sugar levels and Mm -hmm. the importance of keeping them stable. Mm -hmm. What is next? If you can say it, because I heard that you do new product launches like every six weeks. Oh my God, we do a lot. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. We, 
have one that's coming out in two weeks. That's a blockbuster. So we're launching a prenatal, which is incredibly exciting because Courtney is obviously eight months pregnant. Yes. And all of the things that she was taking during her pregnancy to get pregnant at the stage of her life, we have embodied into a capsule. Wow. And it is the most gentle, the most bioavailable prenatal ever formulated. Courtney worked on it with her personal doctor for the last six months. It is one of our greatest accomplishments. She is beyond excited about it. And we're launching it in two weeks. That's incredible. And I love how, again, this is just like an extension of her life and like things that really make sense. And I think that Again, that's like, those are the things that have the most longevity. Right, right. No, totally. It's like when you, the difference of, and I'm sure you see it, like when I see someone hawking a product, like a celebrity, and I'm like, oh God, yeah. who allowed this deal to happen? Yes, like, when it's you, just a random thing, you can tell. And you can tell that they're not involved. They have mm-hmm. a piece of the business, but they're not running the business. Mm-hmm. They're not joining Zoom calls. Like they're just posting on social. Yeah. And those businesses never do well. The most successful celebrity founded businesses are the people who are in the grind every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I think it's like kind of an attractive thing because people see George Clooney, Casamigos, people see, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian, like Skims, Kylie, Courtney, all these people with successful businesses and just think that they can attach their name to something yeah. or like white label something. And like, that's that. Right. And you see the ones that don't launch. Like, And there's a lot that so are, many. there are so many out there that, you know, we just know that like the story is going to be yeah. like, I sold the business yeah. and then the business goes. Okay. So we have a couple minutes left. I want to ask you, your self-care things. Okay. We kind of started with that. Let's talk beauty. We were okay. talking about skincare before. So what's your what's your beauty regimen like? Okay. So I do Botox every like three to four months. Mm-hmm. I And I was saying before we started recording that I love doing Botox in my armpits. Yes. I, for sweating? No, disgusting. <laughs> no, thank you. That's a pass. <laughs> total total game changer? Total game changer. Like no sweat or just no like sweat. Less? I mean, really? maybe today, cause I haven't gone in four months, but, but <laughs> normally like you could have an entree on my armpit. Like it's, it's incredible. A desert. It's perfect. <laughs> and I do Cetaphil face wash, like very easy. A, uh-huh. the, the gentle cleanser. I use a line called Arcana for moisturizer and toner, mm-hmm. which I've been using for a really long time. It's all natural. And that's really it. You're such a guy. Yeah, I'm a guy. I'm like, I know. I feel like I go against, yeah. Yeah, I'm like with my 13-step skincare routine. But your skin's so dewy and like, perfect. Thank you. I'm gonna, I'll send you the list of products. You don't need them though. Like that's no, the thing. I do. All of my guy friends that have amazing skin, they're like, yeah, I wash with like a bar of soap, like not to stereotype. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like yeah. no sunscreen ever, oh. like no lines, no nothing. I know, <laughs> I know. It's, I I don't feel that way. I know we're always very hard on ourselves, but yes. I, I wish I wore sunscreen earlier. Like I started it like in my late 20s. You're preaching, I- always say like, I never have any regrets. I have one regret in my life. That is growing up in New England because I grew up in Rhode Island. Yeah. In the early 2000s, it was like trendy to be as tan as humanly possible. And it was (laughs) cold all the time. So we were in the tanning booths 
twice a day. We were in the tanning booth before we would go to the beach in the summer. Like there was no SPF happening with me either until late 20s when I got sober. And I like looked in the mirror and was like, whoa. Sobriety probably helps your skin too though, right? Probably. I mean, I think it's like very multifactorial for me because I talk about this a lot, but I got sober at 28. I remember so distinctly, I took a selfie with my then boyfriend and I was like, who is this? <laughs> who is this witch? Elderly, yeah, witch. Like deep lines all over my face because I was smoking a pack a day. I was Ugh. drinking. I was doing coke every day. Adderall, Xanax, not sleeping for days. Like in the sun, you know, for like ten years. So and it showed. So wow. it was a process of you know, kind of reversal. But she um, came back. She came back. She came back. <laughs> she rose. Out she of rose. Ashes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, now I like am very cognizant of, you know, how I take care of my skin and everything. But like, I feel like once you get back to that baseline, like you can do the lasers, you can do, and then it's just a little bit of maintenance here and there, Yeah, which is the best. I know I haven't done lasers yet, but I'm excited to get into them. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Lasers are the best. I'm always like, what a time to be alive. To be lasered. Yeah. To be in discomfort. Incredible. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was so fun finally getting to do this and tell everybody where they can find you and find your product. Okay. They can find me at uh, Simon Huck on Instagram and Lemmy, it's lemmylive.com. Judy is judy.ca. That's you all she wrote. Why Judy? So, why, oh, why, is, why does it call Judy? Mm-hmm. Judy was just the name that we thought everyone would remember. It's oh, like your grandma that so like good. is there and always there. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way. And it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.